Hello, this is Damien, the tall, friendly atheist dad. I hope you're having a great day, and welcome to the Tall, Friendly Atheist Dad podcast. Hello. tall friendly atheist dad here and i just want to give some thoughts on on the covid situation being on twitter and having plenty of friends in the states you do get a uh, a wide variety of opinions on on the covid matter And I, I am astounded by those who, well, look, I'm glad that not many people are saying that COVID-19 is a hoax. And I'm glad to hear that, you know, the, the number of people who say COVID-19 is, was, is being caused by the 5G uh, transmission towers. Frankly, you know, I'm, I'm glad there's not much much talk of that. And the battleground is now over the vaccines. Um, the, the first thing that I want, wanted to chat about was the the government responses. And how society should pull together to get through get through the pandemic. Now, where I am in Australia, uh, particularly in my home state, we went through uh, some very very tough uh, restrictions. Um. We weren't allowed to leave our home except for four reasons, which was uh, work, education, uh, caregiving, or purchasing of, uh, of essentials. Uh, we weren't allowed to be more than five kilometers from our, from our place of residence. Um, and if we wanted to leave the city for any reason, we literally had to go past uh, military checkpoints, which does sound a bit a bit extreme. Now, that was last year, and we we pulled together. We we got through uh, the worst of of the lockdowns. And to the point where I would say that our economy is, now I'm not going to say ticking along nicely, but it has definitely bounced back. Uh, the city is now you know, swarming with office workers. Uh, the majority of the cafes that were closed over the period have now reopened. 
traffic is back to normal, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, uh, we can take holidays. Uh, we can we can go out. We can spend time with our family and friends, and there is genuine genuinely no fear of COVID uh, where I, where I am. And the only time that you have to wear a mask is when you walk into uh, a medical facility of some sort, be it a hospital or an aged care or a um, radiography or anything like that. So, so I would like to highlight Australia's management of of COVID nineteen as as exemplary and especially when you look at the numbers so when we look at the numbers uh, what am I where am I getting these from Uh, from the world from the world health organization up until the 10th of may 2021 there have been so from the 3rd of january 2020 to the 10th of may 2021 so a period of about 15 16 months 29923 confirmed cases and 910 deaths. And that's in 15 months. And I'm sure anyone listening to this could name could name a country or even a state in America that gets 29,000 29, cases and 900 deaths a day. So... Uh, and how how do we how do we do that now? Having said that, so over fifteen months we've got thirty thousand cases and less than a thousand deaths. Now, how did we do that? Well, we we did it by giving us giving up some freedoms. There, there's no two ways about it. You know, we yeah you know, we we didn't like what we had to go through. But it's a bit like when you, it's a bit like when you have a cold or when you have the flu. You know, you have to stay in bed and and rest. Yeah, sure, you don't like it, but it's 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 best for you. And uh, do I think the government could have done better? Yes, definitely. Would I like to, would I like to have changed some things? Yep, definitely. But the problem is this is a new virus. It's a virus that is disproportionately killing older people. You can't say, you know, fuck the older people, they're going to die anyway. Because that is that is just inhumane. Especially if you care about people living as long and productive lives as possible. You can't just say, you know, well, screw them. You know, we're just going to 
travel everywhere with the disease. Because even in middle-aged people, you know, there are people who've got COVID who, you know, three months later, they're still suffering symptoms. So having said that, yeah, you know, I think there are some things the government could have done differently. But having said that, so we as a society realize, hold on, well, we need to, you know, we have this, we have this virus out there. Uh, there's no cure for it. There's no vaccine for it. The only thing we can do is, you know, restrict contact with people to reduce the chances of transmission. And that's what we did. You know, we, we put up with the the movement restrictions, the association restrictions, the you know, the restrictions on visiting people and visiting friends. Yes, it was tough. And I personally suffered during that time. But we are now back to yeah, a, a, I'm going to say normal because, you know, we can freely travel about Australia. Uh, the only restriction is getting back into Australia. And uh, I know one or two people who are yeah, who are overseas at the moment who aren't going to come back to Australia for a long time because you know, because of various restrictions in that. But yeah, um, so for, for those who might be listening to this and who are upset that you know COVID is just a who are thinking that COVID is just a power play by the government to, uh, you know, restrict our rights and you know, all that kind of stuff. Oh, well, look, I, I agree that governments do make missteps. You know, it is, going, it is going to be very hard to get a perfect response to the situation, which both, which both doesn't hurt the economy and doesn't increase the chances of death. Or disability. So we're going to have to cut some slack. And you know, wear, wear your mask. Like it's not that hard. You can still breathe. Yeah, I will agree with you know that the restrictions on people playing sport and having to wear masks that that is silly. But you know, but out in the public, out in public on public transport, um, you know, if you need to wear a mask, wear a mask. It's not hard. But the other thing that that gets my goat is all this uh, anti-vaccine stuff. Now, given that. Up until, you know, 15, 16 months ago, we hadn't heard of this virus. It came on yeah, brand new, unknown. The fact that multiple companies have now created vaccines that are up to 99% effective. I think that's, that's a marvelous uh, testimony to medical technology. 
Now, are the vaccines perfect? No. Like to compare COVID vaccines with, let's say, the measles, mumps, rubella vaccine. You know, the measles, the measles, mumps, rubella vaccine has been out for decades. It's been refined. It's been studied for you know, you know since I was a kid. Yeah, so we we're well aware of potential side effects, and the vaccine has been you know, tinkered to reduce those side effects. And this is something that we need to do with the COVID vaccine. So sure, it's not perfect. And the vaccine is more to prevent uh, the chances of death from it rather than catching it in the first place. Now, having said that, um, I'm not eligible for the government-funded vaccine. But if the chance comes, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, if I did happen to catch COVID, and heaven forbid, heaven forbid that I do, then yeah, I want to take every reasonable precaution to help me not to die from it. And these vaccines are, you know, clinically tested. They've been monitored. They've been studied. Um. And from what I read, you know, the the side effects are anything like, like one in a million. I think there was a, I forget where I heard the stat, but there was a, there's one of the vaccines where like six million people had gotten the, had gotten the vaccine and like six people had developed blood clots. That's like pretty good. That's, you know, there's a one in a million chance that you, you get blood clots. Hey, that's uh, you know, pretty good. Um, the other thing, ah, it's uh, Bill Gates. His name gets mentioned a lot as someone who. Uh, Bill Gates's name is mentioned by anti-vaxxers who you know believe there's this conspiracy to reduce the world population. And other people who, you know, who, who think Bill Gates is a, you know, an antipathic, sociopathic tyrant. You know, from what I've read about the guy, you know, he's the furthest thing, is the furthest thing from a, from a sociopathic tyrant. Um, if you listen to his TED talk about how he says, you know, vaccines can uh, reduce the world population... He's not doing it because he hates people. He 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 gives it sort because he loves people. Because he wants to see humanity develop. But yeah, um, but we do see, for example, where there is a where there is a strong anti-vaccination movement. We've seen diseases like you know, like measles come back. We've seen. I think that even polio, polio is making a comeback because um, these pockets of of resistance to vaccines you know, was causing what is essentially preventable diseases. So yeah. Um, 
but if we look at everything with a you know through a lens of of reasonable skepticism reasonable skepticism and you know, st steer clear of independent news media um, and I'll, I'll, I'll quickly talk about that I do have misgivings about the mainstream media especially when it comes to reporting opinion as fact but I will say as, as much as the mainstream media are accused of reporting opinion as fact so too do independent news outlets Which really makes me wonder about the quality of journalism in America. Like, I get you have you know, free speech provisions, but is it lawful to use your free speech to deliberately spread misinformation, knowing that your misinformation could affect the way someone? affect what someone believes about something and then cause them to make bad decisions. Hmm. Interesting, interesting topics. And look, I'm all for personal responsibility as well, but it's a, it's a bit of a bit of a tricky one because when you, when one, when one person believes something stupid, sure, it's one person who believes something stupid, but when large, when, you know, when you have a critical mass of people who believe something stupid, it's uh, then it becomes you know dangerous. So anyway, I'm I'm going to sign off here. But yeah, look at New Zealand and Australia. See how we've handled the COVID situation. Look at our economies. Look at our infection rates. Look at our death rates. Look at our vaccination rates. You can't argue with, with less than 30,000 infections in 16 months. You can't argue with less than 1,000 deaths. Anyway, look after yourselves and each other. Be kind. If you enjoy this podcast, subscribe and rate it on whatever platform you find it on, and share it on your social media. Continue the discussion on the discussion post, as well as check out more thought-provoking content over at www.tallfriendlyatheistdad.com. If you wish to be a guest, would like me as a guest on your podcast or platform, or even to be a sponsor, head over to the Twitter account for this podcast, at TFADpod. But the best way to support this podcast is to head over to the iTunes bookstore or Google Play and purchase your copy of The Best Religion for the Task at Hand, a response to creationism and why humanism is morally superior to the Bible. You'll be engaged by it. Thank you for listening to the Tall Friendly Atheist Dad podcast. Have a great day. Have a great week. See you next time.